This morning we we looked uh, into a text from the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 and I know when I mentioned Jeremiah 29 all of you there's a, a certain verse that is known to you that you can easily quote. Which verse is that? 11. What does it say? Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. That's the text that we know, the first that we, we love. But today, before we get to that, I would like to quickly read from first one, and then I'll give you a, a, a very brief back, background, and then we'll see a few things that the Lord would like to us to, to hear today. These are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders, the elders of the exiles, and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jeconiah and the queen mother, the eunuchs, the officials of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the metal workers and had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the heart of, uh, of uh, Elasa, the son of Shapan, and uh, Gemaria, the son of Hilkiah, whom Sedekiah, king of Judah, sent to Babylon, to, the, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of, of Babylon. It said, Chris reason, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, take wives and have sons, and daughters, take wives for your sons, and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will fight your welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners, who are among you, deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream. For it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not set them, declares the Lord. For thus is the Lord. When 70 years are complete from Babylon, I will visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. When I was reading this uh, uh, portion of the scripture this week, the Spirit of the Lord impressed in my heart that I share from this text. And the reason was because in our midst, there are people who are currently going through 
situations that they never anticipated and they have a lot of doubts as to whether they will make it. And fear of what will happen. And the Lord would want us to be encouraged today because even in the midst of chaos and confusion, God never forgets his children. Amen? This story is about the children of Israel when they rebelled against God or their kings and their rulers, their priests, disobeyed God by abandoning worshiping of true God and they imported another type of worship from their neighborhoods or neighboring nations. They started worshiping idols or other gods against the commandments that he gave them through Moses. Thou shalt have no other God beside me. They chose other gods. And because of that, God being just and faithful, he purposed to punish them because of their iniquities. Now, punishing them does not mean he purposed to destroy them because he had a covenant with Abraham, their father, that he would bless them and he will always be their God. But because they disobeyed him and they sinned against him, then they attracted judgment. And this judgment has come in form of them being taken away from their homeland to another land in Babylon. And where they will become refugees or IDPs. Not, no, they cannot be IDPs because they are not internally displaced. They are outside. Eh? They are in another country. So these are, they are refugees. They are like the Somaris or the Burudians or the Ruadis who ran from their country when they had trouble. They come to Kenya. They are not Kenyan citizens and they are not, not, not even an account. And you cannot access what you left behind because there is nothing that was left behind. They actually took you together with everything. And the people they left behind were the rejects that are good for nothing. That's why they were not taken into captive. So now here you are and the Lord is telling you, build houses and live in it. Do you know what I'm getting here? When he tells you to build houses and live in it, it means he has already provided Okay? You may not be seeing it, but the Lord has already provided because the Lord does not joke around. And then he, doesn't, he does not just say, build houses. Please continue, he tells, and live in them, which means you will start a project and you will complete it. So when God speaks over your life and tells you to build and then he tells you you live in it. You should not look at the resources which you have or what you don't have. Look up to him who speaks. 
Because when he speaks, if he can speak to people who are in exile, to telling them now build houses and live in those houses, what is he trying to say? I will provide. And that's why I said, in this chaotic situation, you thrive. These people thrived. They built houses and they built houses to live in it. You know, God does not provide halfway. But most of the time, we think because God, and the other thing is that God does not give you everything at the same time. He comes in and speaks. He expects you to capture that word and believe God has spoken and start preparing. I told the people in the first service, you know, Baba Moi, when God speaks to you and tells you to build a house, the next thing you, and you live in that house. So when he says, and live in it, then you should complete and know, for sure, this is a complete prophecy. Because you can build houses and not live in it. In fact, the Bible says they shall build houses and they will not live in them. But here he is telling you, build and live. So this is complete. Nothing will hinder you. You can be able to overcome all the barriers. So stop seeing the barriers. Start seeing what God has said and what you will complete. He has already spoken. Will he not fulfill what he has said over your life? What is it that God has said in your life? And you are still struggling because you are in exile and thinking because I am in exile, that word was false. That word cannot take place. It is you who think that way. You will prosper in exile. You will prosper in the situation that you are in today. Because God has spoken and you will fulfill. Build houses and live in them. Those are the instructions he's giving. So he said, when he says that, please go and look for an architect very quickly. Look for a whistle. To give you the, the plan. Look for Kyunga who is a contractor. Look for George, George, who is also a contractor. Who else? Look for designers. Look for this young man here who is a contractor to come and do your roads. Praise God. Start the work by faith. Because God has spoken. And when he has spoken, it will come to pass. Brethren, God has spoken. What he has spoken will come to pass. You who is in that situation, it may look chaotic, but I'm using this word. I dare prophesy from the scriptures. God will fulfill his promise over your life. Believe him and trust him. Then he tells them, do what? Plant gardens. And do what? What does that tell you again? That statement is complete. The whole prophecy has been fulfilled even before it starts. Because he's telling you, plant gardens and do what? Eat their produce. See, if you just say plant gardens, that is, you may plant and not eat from them, isn't it? But this time he's telling you, plant gardens and eat their produce. Again, to encourage you, the situation you are in, the Lord may not even be yours because you are in exile. 
But God has purpose. In that exile, I'm going to give you lard. You'll have lard. Plant gardens. You are not just going to plant and fail. Your crop will not fail. When others will fail, yours will not fail. Because there is a word spoken by God. Please remember, the word spoken by God over your life, it may be prophetic, it may have been spoken by a prophet, it may have been an impression in your heart that God gave you over something. He will fulfill. Don't give up. Amen? He will do what? He will fulfill his word because he is faithful and just. He cannot fail to fulfill the promise. He tells them, build houses, live in them. Plant gardens, eat their produce. You will eat your produce. You will eat the produce of your labor. Don't give up, my sister. God has spoken. You will see the fulfillment of the prophecy in your life. Hallelujah. And then, very interesting, then he tells them to do what? Take wives. Please listen carefully. These guys have been taken into captivity. There were young men and young ladies who did not have wives or husbands. God tells them, now build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. He doesn't eat there. He tells them, now, take wives. And have sons and daughters. Praise God. And if you are a girl, you'll be taken. You are the one to be taken. So don't say, well, how come we are not being told to take husbands? Because it's normally you don't take husbands. You are the one who is still taken. So the Bible is very clear. It's very, very, very <laughs> it, is, it is in order. Take wives and have sons and daughters. You're not just going to take wives. You will have sons and daughters. No, pastor, I come from a family where people get married and they get no children. My brother got married, he never got a child. My sister got married, they never got... In this clan, nobody gets... God is saying you are of different kind. Because you are not among them. You may be belonging to that clan, but you are of a different kind. Why? You belong to him. You will take a wife and you will have children. Amen? You may be the last born in that family. All the others probably never got children, but you will because you are different. Nothing, no curse can, 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 hold, can hold on you. Why? Because Jesus himself became what? A curse. So that you may be blessed. So God has spoken, you'll take wives and you'll have children. Praise the Lord. And not only that, it also says, Give your daughters in marriage. No, what it is. Take wives for your sons as well. First of all, it was you are taking a wife for yourself, Baba Mwai. Then, after you have taken a wife, of course, in your situation, it was those days. You are young. Okay? You take a wife. God is giving you an assurance that you will have sons and you'll have daughters. And that happened. Before they grow, God is still on you. As they are growing, he is also telling you, now take a wife for your son and give your daughter for marriage. This is a great God, isn't it? These people are in exile, but God is, is, he is taking care of their needs and their welfare. They are prospering in captivity. Even in times of adversity, you will still prosper. Amen? 
God is with you. He was with Isaac. Isaac planted in times of what? Famine. And what does the Bible say? He harvested a hundredfold. You know, there are times that God will speak to you in a, in a, in a, when, when the situation looked so bad. He can tell you, now I want you to start planting. Let me tell you something. There are people, maybe there are people, farmers here, whom God told you, you, you prepare the land and plant. And they say there is no rain. But God has spoken. If God has spoken, you do not look to the sky. You look to the word of God. Because God has the capacity of actually producing rain for that crop and you not see the rain yourself. And it will grow. Why do I say so? Daniel, who was part of the team that was taken into captivity. If you want to know this is true, there is someone who thrived in chaos. And it was Daniel. He was among them that were taken into this very, very captivity. He is the same one God is prophesying to. Daniel, in that situation, chaotic as it was, he rose to a level of becoming a prime minister. But before that happened, you remember the test. You know, Daniel purposed not to defile himself. And because he purposed not to defile himself, he gave an alternative. He said, just feed me with water and vegetables. Sukumawiki. Check after 10 days. The Bible tells us after 10 days, they were 10 times better than the ones that were fed with king's food. Now, what I'm trying to tell you is that if God can turn Sukumawiki into everything that your body needs so that when you eat it, it provides all the necessary vitamins and minerals and ingredients that nothing, there is no deformity in you. There is growth. Your skin is shining. God has the capacity when he tells you to plant when there is drought to also cause rains for your sake. Whatever situation you are in, when God says do it, do it. And don't doubt. Because you can prosper even in, 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 in such, such situations. Now to close, but seek, okay, then it says what? Multiply there and do not decrease. Imagine, people in captivity, in exile, God is telling them, multiply and do not decrease. That's an assurance that though you've been taken into captivity, there in that land, again, see thriving, prospering, growing in a situation that is not normal. But God, because he's there, making things happen for you. You will increase and not decrease. Amen? And then he tells them, but seek the welfare. Then this is important. Allow me to share this with you. Seek the welfare of our seven of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Praise the Lord. Now, this is wisdom that we need to apply as children of God. God has taken them into captivity. They, they are in a land that is not theirs. What would be the normal thing to do? It is to curse the people who have taken them into captivity. It is to keep remembering our city, Jerusalem, and pray that this Babylonian city, let it dry and die out. 
That's a normal thing we, we people will do, isn't it? Yeah? You guys have messed me up. You, you are my enemies. May fire fall from heaven and destroy all of you. You know, when they are being destroyed, all of them, and they are allowed, and that is where you are, how are you going to thrive in destruction? Can you see the point here? What God is telling them, look, you may be in exile, but it is to your advantage to pray for the city, the welfare of that city or that nation. Because when it thrives, when it prosper, you also prosper. You cannot build houses in a, in a city that has no water. You cannot build houses in a city that has no electricity. So you need to pray for the welfare of Babylon so that Babylon may prosper so that you can live in a city that is clean, that has prospered, and you can be blessed. That's what the Lord is saying. When you pray for the welfare of your nation, it is to your advantage. That is why it is important, church, not to be sucked into the culture of complaining and murmuring about your nation. There is so much corruption. Yes, there is so much corruption. And you join in the, the camp or the team that is cursing and releasing cursing. Oh, Kenya is becoming a, 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 a banana republic. Oh, Kenya is failing. Oh, this is this. Oh, this is what. My friend, you are in Kenya. Will you go to Uganda when Kenya sink? You will be a refugee in Uganda. The Ugandans will close the border. We saw them do it during the, the, Nini, the crashes. And they made sure that the few who entered, they are surrounded and kept in a, so that they do not move to go and take their resources. No one. We have the, the Somaris and other refugees in Kakuma. And we allow them. Why? We don't want them to come to the city to take our resources. Please, you don't want to be a refugee or in exile. What is what the message here is? Where you are in this country, which is your country, Kenya, pray for the welfare of Kenya. When Kenya prosper, you prosper. When Kenya grows, you'll grow with it. When the economy of Kenya is growing, you as a businessman, you will also benefit. When it is not growing, even if you have it, that's what you'll have. It will not grow. So that's why we are being told, pray for the welfare of the city because its welfare, in its welfare, you'll find your welfare. Your blessings are in the city. Take time to pray for the city. Don't join the bad wagon of condemning I know there is corruption in this country. And I told the people in the first service, I do not condone corruption. And for those who are corrupt, I would rather pray against them, but not pray against the city and pray against the government, that the government may fail. When the government fails, you fail, the nation fails with the government. Don't think that the, when it fails, another one will take over. The one that may take over may be worse than the one that is existing because they are the same human beings. The best you can do is to pray for the prosperity of the city, of the nation. And pray against the evil of corruption. There, I told the people of the first service, I'll be the first one to release a curse 
against such, but not against my Lord, not against the nation. So be careful how you pray. Be careful the words that comes out of your mouth. You can deal with the evil without destroying the Lord. Praise the Lord. Your assignment is to always pray for the prosperity of your city or the Lord. And when you do that, you will prosper, you will thrive in chaos. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, verse 8, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you and do not reason to the dreams that they dream. Now, why would uh, Jeremiah tell them this? If you remember, the ones who are taken into captivity, you know, if you can remember, we read they were taken into captivity together with the prophets and uh, whoever and whoever. So there are prophets who are also with them in captivity. Jeremiah is warning them, do not listen to them. Because some of them will deceive you that tomorrow you are going home. And that is the tendency of prophets to give hope to people. There are times that God doesn't want people to be given that kind of hope. They need to be told the truth. God has said for 70 years you are going to be in this place. That is why he is telling them, now build houses and live in them because 70 years are not 7 days or 7 years. It is not a short time. It is a lifetime. By the time you are 70, you have children, you have grandchildren and they are almost having children, the grandchildren. Praise God. So it's a long time. What is telling them, be careful, I have spoken. I have said you are going to be there for a long time. That is why I am telling you as God, build, plant, and eat, get wives, and get, your, get children, sons and daughters, and get wives for your children. Because you're going to be there for a long time. But the good promise is, I am there with you. You are not alone. So it may be away from home, but God is with you. Are you getting it? You will prosper. You will thrive there because God is with you. And that's why he, he will tell you, be careful. Don't be lied to. Don't listen to those sweet words that come from prophets and diviners that want to distract you from what God has purposed for you. Know what God has said. And if God has spoken, even in captivity, you shall thrive and you are thriving. God bless you. Is it well with you? Have you enjoyed the sermon? The lessons that we, are, we have learned here is God is faithful and will always honor his promise. The location, the environment does not change him. In that environment, you will thrive. And God does not punish to destroy. His aim is to restore and to bless even while he is correcting you. Okay? When his plan, in his plan, when you are in his plan, again, when you are in his plan and in his will, you shall thrive in chaos. In that confusion, you shall thrive. Can we stand on our feet? Please take a minute, internalize those words, speak to God concerning your situation now. I believe your perspective has changed. You can thrive in that situation. 
You will not die in the situation you are in. In that condition, you will be blessed. You will thrive. You may be single, but in that very condition, God will still bless you. And when the appointed time comes, you will bring somebody in your life. So you do not need a person to prosper. What you need is God. So keep internalizing. Speak your situation to him. Thank you, Jesus. Father in heaven, we are grateful for the word that you've spoken to us today. You have reminded us that in our chaotic situations, we shall thrive. We shall prosper. We shall grow. We shall flourish. We are not alone in the situation we find ourselves in. You, have, you will come through for us. You have put us there not to destroy us, but to correct us and to restore us. We thank you for that word. Lord, may the word change our situation. May we be encouraged today. Blessed be your holy name.